Welcome back. This is Media Sales Mojo. My name is Philip Gabbard. And I'm Dave Burke. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast for broadcast media sales professionals. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Phil, let me ask you a quick question. You're, you're an agency owner. How's business at the agency? That's a loaded question, right? No, I know. That's, that's why I thought I'd ask it. When, when, when is it never a challenge? You know, when is it never a challenge? We, we go through this, I don't know, I, I've only been doing this 10 years as an agency owner, but some 20 years as a, as a media professional, and, and business is always a challenge. And, and I do get those responses from, from media people asking, how are things going? Oh, we're having a really great quarter. Yeah. But, you know, is growth happening um, in, a, in a profound way or... Is there erosion that's happening in the business? And so as an agency owner, yeah, I think we're doing okay. But, you know, we are just like any other firm out there. We're looking for the next opportunity. We're looking for, you know, the next breakthrough. And, and we really have to keep sharp our ability to attract new customers. So we're, we are always prospecting. We are always trying to expand our network and, and really figure out what's the next business we can get into. Mm-hmm. What business do you think you're really in? I mean. When you look at the agency, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're in the business of growing other people's business and your business grows because of it. That's correct. So uh, these are the, I, I would say these are the challenges of, of, of any business out there in, in, in any sales organization, because that's indeed what we are. We are a sales organization. Um, we need to really look at it like we are in the business of whatever our customer is selling. And so we've got to adapt and a lot of the account management teams out there, um, uh, sales organizations, radio, TV, digital, they, they really, in my opinion, get to f- this habit of focusing on they're in their business. They're in the digital business. They're in the radio business. They're in the, you know, we, we sell ears and eyeballs. You've heard that a hundred times. So I, I really think, you know, today's conversation needs to be about restructuring um, and refocusing that I am exactly in the business of whatever my customer's business is. That means I have to adapt and start focusing almost like I'm sitting on the, their side of the table looking at what they're looking at. They need mm-hmm. top line they need top line revenue growth. They need to have more top of the funnel, middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel attraction of customers and leads and so forth. And it's my job really in this business and I would think it's our listeners job to really focus on attracting a consumer of that type of information. It's, it's, it's really something, Dave, in my opinion, it goes like this. I'm in the business of, a, of conditioning a market to respond to my customers' ads. That's what I do, but the business I'm in is whatever they are into. Yeah, and I think that pertains to our, um, our folks listening to the podcast, too. If you're a media seller or if you're a, a media manager... Um, I've talked a lot uh, about, about being in the advertising business and not really being in the radio, television, cable business. Yeah. You know, you're an advertiser. You're a marketer. People need marketing help now more than ever. And so you have to be smart about key categories mm-hmm. and you have to be smart about marketing expertise so that you can bring value to your customers. I, I agree with that. But you made me think of an area that I, I think I need to express. I'm really in the direct response business. As an agency owner, this is the area, the niche area that we felt that we, you know, could attack and do very well in, and we have done so for a decade. Uh, it really, 
it really helped me focus what our intent, you know, what our angle of pursuit was with helping customers um, uh, grow their business by the ability to have performance-based media and, and, you know, that type of attribution um, and performance-based outcomes. So, uh, you know, things that I say to a customer, if I could help prove to you um, that every time you spent $1, you got $2 back, how many times would you give me a dollar? And, and the answer is obvious, you know, hey, if you're giving me two bucks for every dollar I spend, I'm going to give you a ton of dollars. So I am in that business of accountability to spend. And so I, I attributed this, I, I think of it like this, it's fact versus feeling. And I think this is a real big problem for some of the sellers out there is that they start thinking that they're in the radio business or TV business uh, and they deal with people who have feelings about the radio business and TV business or digital business. Whereas the business I've really focused on is fact-based business of being able to prove exactly what I'm able to do for you. And, I, uh, and so I, I am, I'm fond of the direct response business. I understand that whole other mentality of, of branding and, you know, over time having this you know, sense of awareness or good feeling about my industry or whatever you're advertising, a new product. I get that. There's importance for information and education of, of content to a consumer group. But really, I'm in the fact-based business, and I would really want to encourage our audience, our listeners, to, to try to attack the feelings. Because how many times, Dave, have you been into a situation where the client says, hey, yeah, I had great results. I felt good about it, but next month we're going with somebody else. And you're scratching your head. Yeah, that's the, that's the challenge. I mean, the, the, the direct response business, is, as you certainly know, and, and a lot of people have learned, is fact-based. You're either, you're, you know, you're either delivering or you're not. You're delivering calls at a certain level that you've committed to or you need to be at in order to make the, the, the numbers work. If you don't, right. you, you, you know, you're, you're out, uh, uh, out of the mix. If you do and you're over-delivering, you know, hopefully you get you know, a bigger opportunity to have a bigger share. Right. Uh, that is very uh, logic-based, and I appreciate that. But in, in the reality of where uh, most media sellers are, either in direct local business and talking to business owners, um, a lot, the majority of business owners don't operate their business that way. Yeah. They, they, they don't have a real keen um, process for assigning good accountability to advertising results. This right. is one of the reasons why the digital business has become so so prevalent and really so important and has really changed a lot of the thinking of, of so many different agencies and, and, and business owners is that it is uh, much more accountable than a, a broadcast spot. Yeah. Where, where even the rating services say, hey, this spot is estimated to be listened to or, or seen by this many people. It's an estimate. Here, yeah. Here's how many right. impressions you got. Impressions on, on the, yeah. Well, and on, but on the digital side, you're able to really see here's how many downloads you had. Here's how many people clicked through. Here's how long they watched your video. I mean, it's a little scary how much data is available. But how many, you know, there, there aren't a lot of 
individual business owners that we're doing business with that are analyzing that to a degree. So your point about accountability versus feelings about things really pertains to local businesses because, you know, you've got to have that strong relationship with clients in order for them to have a good feeling about you so, and about your station. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go back a, a little bit so people understand that even though for the last 10 years I've been doing direct response because I love the ability to prove results. I've always been that guy, you know, as a radio manager. And even when I started in this business, we always like hearing those stories like, yeah, you know, that event that you did with us was the best one we've ever had at our furniture store or our dealership or whatever the client is. We always love those great stories. And your, your boss is always saying, well, give us more success stories because success stories work. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. There's two camps. I now work in this whole you know, direct response space. And there's this other space where the local market or maybe it's a, a, a straight up brand advertiser who's trying to get new product information out there, but they're operating on these feelings. And, and really, I want to go back in time and go, I've always been that guy, but here's how I've had to tackle it. I think it's imperative for the account manager to own something, own some real estate. So if you can't own fact-based analytics and attribution about your performance, what can you own? Here's what I'm thinking. I think you can own your creative. I can. I no think question. Can, I think you can own your ideas. These are. This is what you get paid for. So a friend of mine called me and he said, hey, Philly, I got uh, a car dealer who's not buying me. They were on, so on and so forth. He had this idea. And I said, you know, listen, bud, go into production and produce the idea. Mm-hmm. Create the spec spot, your voices, your ideas, your presentation, and give it to the client. Here's my idea that is going to work on my stations. Well, that's a defendable piece of real estate. Yeah, that's because something no one, you can own. And no one else fact. has it. No, no one else has it. And, it's yours. And I've, I've done it. I've, I've long said, be your own agency. You have all these resources available to you. Use them. Use your production department to develop an idea. Call up the client and say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about you guys a lot, so much so I created this ad. I don't care if it costs money. I do care if it costs money. I don't care that you have to invest that type of money because it's that type of investment that's going to make a difference. And this is that fact-based mentality that I felt like, you know, our staffs over the years always took out. Take out the idea. Take out the winning presentation. Take out the spec spot and Mm -hmm. sell that. Because if you rely on feelings, well, I just don't know. This month, um, you know, is charity month and we want to go spend all of our money with events. Um, well, we just had a huge success last month. Now, what are you going to do with your with your billing reports? Well, and if you do that, um, if you if you do act like a, a standalone one person agency, which I advocate, I think it's it's really smart. You know, we have to be really good marketers. We have to be really good at advertising because that's what people buy from us. Yeah, people don't come and buy time. They want advertising that is based in sound strategic thinking you know they want you know and and your creative can help take that home and so if you if if you are that way if you you know i've always said if you're good at advertising you'll be great at selling and if you present these ideas as phil's just mentioned it will change the way those clients feel about you I mean, not only does it increase the accountability and the the fact that you're in this marketing business, 
but put yourself in that client's shoes. You know, one of the things, Phil, that we don't think about in this business nearly enough, and I'm always curious about this, is what happens after you have that kind of meeting? What happens in the client's office after you leave? So let's say you and I, you're my sales manager, I'm the AE, we're going to go into this car dealership or we're going to go into this furniture chain and we're going to pitch this creative strategy that we've gotten to know this guy, we know the business, we know the competition, we know the marketplace. Here's how I think we can take your message to market. And you present this strategy with some creative in it, including some promotions and maybe getting one of your on-air talent involved, whatever it might be. Here's this whole marketing strategy. Nothing says they're going to buy it, but at least you're going in there to present it. You leave, meeting goes good, okay, appreciate all the help, uh, gentlemen, looks good. Let me, uh, I want to meet with some people, talk about it, why don't you give me a call in three or four days and we'll ca- we'll catch up. Okay, great, thank you. You leave, you're in the car, you go, hey, that was a great call, awesome, we're off to the next thing. Right. What's going on in that guy's office? What kind of conversation or meeting is he or she having right now after you've left? Yeah, I think you've left a pretty big impression. Maybe. You would hope that they would look at somebody and go, wow, I've never had a station present that kind of thing before. That's right. like an ad agency. That's awesome. I think I want to work with these guys. Right. Or the opposite. Oh, that right. was a total waste of time. What am I doing with these guys? What kind of conversation is happening in that office after you leave? Think about that and don't leave that a chance, right? Yeah, because, you know, you can set yourself up, and and this is where I kind of get this sense that a lot of reps, and especially newer reps, are, are road-weary reps, get into this habit of going, what can I do for you? What do we got going? And you just kind of go through the motions. So when you said, what happens after you leave? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, the, what's, what's that conversation like? You know, what goes on for me, Dave, is... Holy crap, I would hate to be the next rep coming in to make a presentation. Right. If you just left this stellar fact-based idea, here's creative, here's a turnkey, and it's this much money, whatever. And you're the rep who shows up with your uh, spreadsheet and a graph. Yeah, or the uh, spring fling package. Yeah. You know. Or, you know, uh, you can reverse those roles. If you follow up somebody who's done that and you come in with all of this, you're going to look like a hero or the goat. So mm-hmm. I think addressing the feelings of how sales goes, whether I want to do business with you or I have an agency or things are out of my control. No, here's the idea. Here's here's the materials to pull off this idea. And here's how we get it done now. We can start right away. It doesn't ensure that you're going to get this order or this piece of the business. I just think we started this conversation today, Dave, when you asked how business was going. I think business is always going to change. And if you rely on old tactics, if you rely on the old ways of making every sales call like this exact same call you had 10 minutes before or an hour before or, or a year before, you're gonna, your business is going to erode. We are better than this. This industry is better than this. We've got to step up the game. And I see it time and again that I'm underwhelmed by who calls on us. Underwhelmed. By who calls up on us. I thought it was me. Am I the idiot? Am I the asshole? Um, you know, no. I think that a lot of the salespeople that are listening are being asked for things way out of their, their league. You know, go pitch this idea because we have something new to sell. No, show me how it works. I had a, I had a, a heart-to-heart conversation with a media company that came in and who wanted to add on, who wanted to add on their digital components to a dealer, car dealer program that we were running. And 
it always comes up with, hey, we're the best at the digital. You can talk to anybody, we're the best. And, you know, I've talked to everybody and everybody says they're the best. So car dealers are, are knee deep in digital right now. Everything's eroded to video, uh, digital video, digital components for conquest advertising and so forth. And they wanted to pitch me this add-on idea that it cost $2,500. And my conversation was, is $2,500 enough to get results? Well, that's just the starting point. Well, don't sell me the starting point. I need the result. If that, it's going to cost $10,000 right. to guarantee me the results. Because remember, I like proof of performance kind of elements in my world. Then don't pitch me something somebody told you to pitch me. Pitch me the idea that you have thought about because you know my business and that you know will work. The dollar amount is not going to scare me. You know what scares me is spending $2,500, not having it work, and me never wanting to buy from you again. Because now you have different feelings about them. So accountability and feelings are interlaced. They're not two separate things. If you can deliver accountability and prove accountability, the way people feel about you will change. Doesn't always happen that way, but I think you would hope. It's the best that we can do given the environment. And, you know, Dave, this is a great yeah. conversation, a great conversation that I think we'll touch on in many other ways as we go down this road. But I, I'm feeling momentum in what we're doing and the, the elements that we're sharing. I'm happy to have these conversations with you every week. I think it's important that people are investing in their education or re-education or just some kind of weekly reminder that the business we are all in is worthy. The business that we're all in is profitable. We can make good incomes and great livings if we just do it a little bit better and think a little bit more. Well, and we, yeah, we can have a lot of fun, you know, if you're <laughs> a, sing, a standalone. I've always said, you know, act like it's a fun business. You know, if I've always thought that if you're acting like a one-person ad agency, walk in there like, I've got my own ad agency business. Oh, by the way, I have these TV stations or these radio stations in my back, uh, these digital assets in my mm -hmm. back pocket. Let me figure out which ones make the most sense for you, and let's figure out how we do business long term. That's one of the, that's as you know, that's one of the distinctions between local media sellers and ad agencies. You're calling on a local business. If you're a local media seller, all, all of a sudden that business you're calling on picks up an ad agency. One of the differences that I've seen pretty consistently that ad agencies make in pitches to businesses to, to take those businesses versus local AEs is that the ad agency almost always talks in longer terms of results. Where do we want to be in three years? Let's, let's sign a deal where we're going to work together for three years and we're going to end up opening up two more stores and our total sales will be this, your, your cash flow will be here versus the local media seller that feels great if you get a three-month or a six-month buy. They feel great buy. if they get a one-month buy. You know? well, well, you're hoping that you can get something a little bit longer, but, you're, but no one's talking of, I shouldn't say no one, but it's rare that anybody talks about where are we going to be a year, two years, right. three years? And I, I think... You know, keep your head up, uh, look into the future, communicate that way, but come in, come in with ideas. These are building blocks, and that's what a good agency will do. They will forecast, here's where we need to be. They're almost like touch points or mile markers. We're going to be here, our environment's going to look like this, and we are building a, a road to somewhere. Um, you know, we, we, mm -hmm. we have a right, destination, exactly. and so it is a longer view, but I really think the power is 
I really think the account manager and the station level, you know, people really have some power. I, I, I want to, you know, commend them for the work that they do. It's just remember, you're not in the media business per se. You're in my business. You're in that ad, you know, the, the, the advertising. You're in the business of whatever customer you're calling on. And find out what's important to them. Give them ideas. Use your resources, all of your production capabilities, your talents, your voiceover work, whatever it takes, and impress the hell out of them. And that's some real estate you can own. Hey, Phil, great conversation today. Thanks so much for uh, your help and your insights. Yeah, and thank uh, everybody for listening to today's podcast. This has been uh, Media Sales Mojo, the podcast for broadcast media sales professionals. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week and good selling.